liftoff and the clock has started. Pixel Life, this is episode 215, recording on October 30th, 2022. My name is Zach Anderson. This week we are going to be discussing some television updates, uh, Marvel trailers. We're going to go through uh, Den of Geeks' scariest video games of all time list and see what we think. And we'll do with a little what we've been playing and more. To do this, I have with me, as always, Shannon Methane Factory More. <laughs> What's up, guys? Yeah, it's um, it's fun getting older. Um, you find out the things that you eat that'll give you heartburn, or that'll make you miserable. And this weekend, I just realized it didn't matter if I was eating granola with yogurt or milk or soy milk. Like, dude, I just it tears me up inside, and I just I get the farts real bad. So I can't light a match in this room right now because I'll probably <laughs> just just blow myself up. Burn the whole house down. Yeah. It's fun getting older. Like, I don't think, I, I think it's just finding out like what foods put you in the least amount of discomfort mm-hmm. when you eat them. Uh, so yeah, uh, I got my blood drawn this weekend for my cholesterol. I'm in oh, the green. Nice. So I'm good. Good there. Wow. So, Lipitor is yeah. doing the, doing God's only work, huh? <laughs> it is 40 milligrams, baby. <laughs> <laughs> also joining us is Justin robot fighting time. Carter. I know, dude. It's your boy. I went to Sin City this weekend and got to see some uh, robots fight each other. I went and saw BattleBots, uh, the World Championship number seven or whatever that they were filming for. And it w- we were supposed to go a couple of years ago or whatever, but then like we hadn't had our COVID shots long enough, so we weren't able to actually go. So then tickets became available for this one. And it's like, all right, we're all shot up. We're boosted. We're good to go. So we went and it was a lot of fun. I got a cool periodic table of BattleBots t-shirt that has all the different bots on it. Um, and it has my like live in BattleBots Las Vegas. And then um, I also got one of my favorite bots is Duck. And unfortunately, he retired after last season. And no, you were duckless? Yeah. So unfortunately, there's no duck. But... Um, they did have at the little merch station for BattleBots. They have, I don't know if you've ever seen them, they're he- called Hex Bugs. They're like a kid's toy thing, usually uh-huh. like a little robot bug thing. Uh, mm-hmm. They have BattleBot editions of those, and one of them is Duck. And so <laughs> it's like the actual, and last season, they updated Duck's model where his like little thing opens, whatever. Fucking hated that, but the Hex Bug version is the OG version uh, of Duck. Nice. And I was like, fuck yes. I was like, insta buy. So I have that, and that's, like, on my desk now. And Insta-buy. Like, I plan on terrorizing Oswald with it, like, because he has a little remote that you can, like, run it down the hall and do whatever. So I'm like, yeah, dude, I'm going to chase him with it. But yeah, Bro, the thing is, it's a hex bug, right? It's not that big. Um, So it's a hex bug. I mean, the entire thing, it's about, like, this. I know you listeners can't see this, but it's about, like, this big. I'd say it's about the size of, like, a Pop-Tart. 
for for the listeners, he's making a six inch by six inch square <laughs> with his hands. It looks like a to a, a a cube of tofu, if you will. Yeah, mm. it's about the size of like you know your average smartphone. Mm. So like an Android phone or like a, an iPhone. Well, if you're going off my old ass five year <laughs> phone, it's about maybe that size. I, I was about to say one made in 2017 or a 2022 <laughs> phone. Um, Oh man, that's called an anchor. And when you go back from last week, you bring something in this week. It's good. Keeps the listeners happy. It's also but. great when you call it out. That's <laughs> tell people exactly what it is. It's fantastic. Hey, you know, sometimes you got to lead the horse to the water. Um, but it's okay. Uh, how so? How was the trip, Justin? Like, I mean, was it cool? Like, did you do anything else fun? I mean, so how was the experience? Yeah, we didn't have a lot of time to do too much else. Uh, we left. Friday, right after I got off work and drove there, it was about a four and a half hour drive. So we got to Vegas at about like our hotel about 10 ish. Mm -hmm. Um, So then and then, you know, we were tired, so slept, whatever. Then we had to check out of the hotel by 10 and BattleBots was at noon, but they wanted you to be there about an hour in advance or whatever. So we checked out at 10. And then went and found parking or whatever, and then went, got in line and stuff and got in. It was at the Caesars Palace, like, arena thing or whatever. And, like, our seats were pretty good. Like, we sat in the general admission area, but we sat, like, all the way up at the top. And so there was, like, a little, we sat up against the wall and stuff, which was nice. Because otherwise, it was just kind of, like, bleacher sitting and stuff. So you didn't really have any way to, like, rest your back against anything. Uh But it was just interesting because it wasn't like, oh, you just go, you know, you watch it. They're filming for the show, which is going to, you know, air next year. So there was multiple times like when they started and like the host came out and stuff and everyone's clapping and they're doing their thing. Like during one of the parts, they're sitting there doing the intro. And the one guy kind of like, I don't know, fucked up on a word a little bit. And he's like, all right, he's like, can we can we stop and redo that? And then they had to like restage everything again. And they're like, all right, everyone, like, from the beginning, like, they're going to go back in the tunnel, and then everyone's going to stand and clap again, and they're going to come out. So it was a show. So they're like, all right, yeah, we're going to redo that again. And there was a couple times where they had to do that, like, the announcer dude would go to say something. He's like, yeah, I kind of fucked up that word. Can we redo that again? So then they'd have to, like, go from the beginning again. And there – but it went by, like, pretty quick and stuff. Like, between fights, there was only, like, maybe – like five minutes or something between fights like they had like people hurry and like sweep up the stage and stuff and then they'd kind of bring it out but they film everything kind of out of sequence as well so there was times where they're like yeah the announcers are going to be like talking about some fights and stuff that happened like maybe like a week ago happened a couple days ago like you didn't see them like so it might be confusing as to what they're talking about but this is just how we film it and there were times where we watched a fight and then like 30 minutes later, they're doing like the introduction for the fight. Like they're like, oh, the fight coming up is blah, blah, blah. And it's like, we already saw that. But they're just doing like the audio stuff for it, like right then. Interesting, because you think the time to do that would be, you know, before the fight. But... <laughs> yeah, you would think, but yeah, it was like all filmed out of order and stuff. And it's funny when you watch the show, uh, like while the fight's going on, the like judges or whatever, like are doing like live commentary of like, oh, like, you know, the. But that doesn't happen during the actual fight. Like, it is dead fucking quiet. Like, when... So, I, they must do that shit, like, in post. Like, after they have the film and stuff to, like, figure out what to say. 
I mean, that just goes to show you that like the commentators really don't know much about the robot. So they're just like, look, like we're just going to like shoot it and see what happens. And we're just going to add all the color commentary later. Like, (laughs) you know, it's kind of funny. Yeah, no, it was funny, but it was cool getting to see it live. Like some of my favorite bots I didn't get to see, unfortunately, but huge is another one of my favorites. He was there and he won his match. So that was really cool especially after last season, huge literally got split in fucking half. Like he just straight up broke down the middle and like was done. And so it was nice to actually get to see him win and not get destroyed. He went from double XL to L. Yeah. And then another one of the robots caught on fire and fucking exploded in the arena, which was pretty dope. Yeah, that was cool. They had like bring in the giant like vacuum hose thing to like it was so smoky in there you could like barely see it looked like Silent Hill in the arena box because <laughs> it was smoking hard for a while and I'm like, dude, I'm surprised it's not on fire. And then all of a sudden it fucking exploded on fire, but it still lasted the entire three minutes. Like he didn't stop, <laughs> like, even though it was on fire. I was like, holy shit, that's awesome. I mean, that's got to be pretty toxic, like the fumes, right? Because I mean, like those are probably all running on like lithium ion batteries or whatever. So like if those things start melting, they're probably sending up some pretty cancerous shit. I, I don't know. They probably run on gas, dude, like straight up, like something had to catch fire in there and plastic doesn't usually, you know, ignite. So, hmm. yeah. And then one of the bots got launched and actually hit the ceiling of the battle box. <laughs> I thought it was going to knock one of the lights off. It hit one of the lights and went like, boom. So that was pretty dope. I can, Sounds like I, a good time. I can just see an arena full of nerds all going, oh, at the same time. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty much why they're like, oh, my God. <laughs> I was one of those people. I was like punching my leg and stuff. I'm like, holy shit. Oh, come on, Zach. Yeah. It's like going it's, it's like going to Monster Jam and like seeing Gravedigger like steamroll over a bunch of cars or do some. Oh, 100%. 100%. Yeah. No, I, I'm not mocking it in any way. I'm just <laughs> like, I, I know who goes to these things, you know, like and. And who doesn't? That's all I'm saying. Uh, but no, it sounds like a good time. I'm happy you were able to pull yourself away from the blackjack tables to, uh, you <laughs> know, go. So funny enough, after BattleBots, um, because we ended up parking in some casino parking lot. Mm-hmm. And afterwards, I was like, dude, like I drank like a Gatorade while I was, I was like, dude, I have to fucking piss before we start like going home. So I'm going to go inside, pee in this casino or whatever. And Megan was like, okay, I'll go too or whatever. And we went and I was waiting for Megan. And there was this dude next to where I was standing playing this like huge fucking oversized slot machine thing. Mm-hmm. And I like look over and he has a hundred dollars credit in there. And I'm like sitting there, I pull out my phone, I like I'm checking Twitter, like whatever, like looking at the time. It had literally been about 20 seconds. And then I look <laughs> back up and he's shaking his head, cashing out, and he was at fifty dollars. Oh, yeah. I'm like, dude, was doing like twenty-five dollars a fucking spin on this machine. And I'm like, on a slot machine? Like, you're going to sit there and, like, usually slot machines, like, most people I know that play slots either do, like, the penny slots or, you know, just want to put in, like, $30 and have, like, a good time, just, like, killing time or whatever. I'm like, dude, this dude's, like, over here trying to, like, hit it big on this shit at $25 a spin. So, public service announcement for uh, people out there. Penny slots are, like, the biggest scam in the world because you hear the name penny slots and it's, like, one cent except the minimum spin on there is usually like $2 and 50 cents. And it's like, yeah. And then you win and it's like, sweet. You won all these credits and you win like eight bucks, you know? And it's like, but it's in pity. So it looks like an amazing amount, you know? And it's yeah. Penny slots, the biggest scam out there. So don't be fooled. Don't be fooled. Everyone. 
Don't be fooled anywhere. Vegas always wins. They're either going to take your money on the tables or they're going to take your money with the shows or they're going to take your money with the food or the strippers. The best value in slot machines, find you the old school three wheels uh, with don't go to the don't go to the ones that are all video screens. Stay the hell away from those. You want the ones that are the three wheels and it's quarters and two or three dollar maximums. Like you can't you can't put bet more than like two or three bucks. And my, anecdotally, I have had the best payouts from those in my life. Like it's it's gotten to where they're the only ones I play. But I mean, do they even have those in New Vegas anymore? I mean, you got to go to Old Vegas to see that kind of action, right? I don't, no, no, you see, you'll find them. You'll find them. There's usually like a bank of slot machines like that are quarters, and and it's that old style. But so. I was just like funny. So my when I turned twenty one, we went to Vegas or whatever for my birthday, and like me and uh, my friend Brent went, and like a bunch of my family went and stuff. And the first casino, or I think we were staying at like the Gold Nugget, mm-hmm. and my mom was like, you know, oh, like here's some money or whatever to like gamble with, and I was like, okay, cool. And so I s- sat next to her at some like slot machine, and I was just like playing the slots a little bit, and I'm sitting there. And I like hit something on it and I was like getting all these free spins and whatever. And I was like, uh, and I was like, Hey, my only dude, uh, what do, what do I do? I'm like, I don't know what to do. And she's like, Oh, you just like, and I ended up getting like 50 free spins or like something fucking insane. And she was like, Holy shit. Like I was just like, you just sit there and let it go. And I was like, Oh, okay. And I like ended up winning like 300 and something dollars off like my first slot machine. And I was like, uh, I don't know. And I just like cashed out and I'm like, I don't know. And my mom's like, oh, are you going to go get some? I'm like, no, I'm going to get like a big ass cigar out of like the casino like gift shop over here. That's what I want. <laughs> so I bought some like $30 like Romeo a Juliet, like mm-hmm. whatever fucking cigar. And I was like, yeah, I'm going to go get like margaritas and go fucking hang out by the pool. Like that's what I want to do and go smoke my cigar. <laughs> See, you did Vegas right, man. That's that's how you do it. You know, like they, first off, Vegas always knows. First hits for free. I've I've I know so many people like on their first trip that won real money you know, a couple hundred or like a thousand. And then that you're hooked for the rest of your life. It's like, I can do that again. And it's like, no, you can't, you can't, you won't, (laughs) you know, but, but first it's always free. Vegas knows. Now, when you were in Vegas, did you see a whole bunch of like tire marks on the strip and everything like that? Because Ken block just released his video for his, um, Jim Connor eight, which was through Vegas with an all electric, uh, Audi S one, uh, with an 800 volt bi motor, uh, setup on it. So, he went through there and did donuts uh, pretty much in every major casino. Um, so I was just wondering if you saw any uh, remnants of his activity out there. I did not. Funny enough, though, while I was in Vegas, the Magic 30, like 30 Years of Magic event was going on in Vegas. Oh, wow. as mm, well. Ironic. It's almost like you might have planned it. <laughs> no, we didn't go to. Funny enough, my friend Bob went to it, though, and he was messaging me on Facebook while we were at BattleBots. And he's, dude, you're in Vegas, too. He's like, I'm here for the magic event. I'm like, oh, how is it? And he's like, bro, it sucks. <laughs> like, he's like, it's hella expensive. Like, there's no, like, all the tournaments and stuff. Like, he's like, you had to, like, pre register for all these tournaments, like, in advance. Like, they're wow. all sold out booked out. He's like, so there's, like, nothing to do. It is like, you, and there's, like, you, people were complaining about, you had to buy in for like to use tables for commander or whatever. You had to pay like an additional like 200 something dollars or something to use the command zone shit. And people were like, dude, fuck that. So they had like all these tables that were just empty because nobody bought the command zone. stuff. they're like, dude, we'll just sit outside on the tables outside the event and fucking play magic and not pay the 
exorbitant amount to sit at a fucking table and play magic. Yeah, yeah. it's a. Uh, you'd be better off just finding a poker room, you know? Like, yeah, yeah. But uh, what's what's going? Can, I, can we just talk about magic for a little bit? Because like <laughs> I saw your post the other day, like about that exclusive set that they were selling. It was like, was it like uh, a grand for a box? Is so what, what it is is magic's just like the magic 30 for magic's 30th anniversary they're releasing a little baby set that is a bunch of reprints throughout all the history of magic and they're reprinting the power nine and a bunch of other good cards like time walk like a lot of the most busted like beta alpha whatever cards like reserved list cards stuff like that like they're reprinting them and the problem is so they're reprinting them but they said that they would never reprint those and the way they're getting around it is because the versions they're reprinting aren't technically tournament legal Mm. so you can't like use them in like a legacy tournament or anything like that so they're effectively treated as almost like proxies, like they're actual cards, but you can't use them in tournaments. And so they're kind of treated like proxies. But yes, a box, a box of these Magic 30 cards, it's a box is four packs, just four packs. And it is $1,000. And, <laughs> and you are not guaranteed to get the Power 9. Yeah, you are not guaranteed. It is $249.99 for one booster pack. 15 cards and you are not guaranteed a power nine you're not guaranteed any and there's lots of like weird rares and whatever that they're reprinting too that aren't worth jack shit that you could hit <laughs> like you could just be out like 200 and like 30 dollars by opening one of these so so shannon you remember in high school when we used to play magic at lunch and you know you would take a land card and just with a Sharpie, write Black Lotus on it. Uh-huh. Yeah, that you're paying 250 bucks for a really nice version of one of those. <laughs> yeah. You would go to you would go to the computer lab. You would print out a colored picture of a mox, and then you would yeah. cut it out and you would put it on top of a land card. Yes, yes. Yeah. yeah. And that was the joke people were doing. Like, oh, dude, like, check it out. I just got the Magic Thirty set, and it shows like this like 250 dollar printer in their Amazon cart. Yeah, <laughs> and they're like, dude, just got the whole set, bro. Check it out. <laughs> pretty much pretty much great high res scans they're they're your friend yeah so, so gross. i have no intention of getting those but they are doing spoiler season for the new set coming out which is brothers war and they're they're bringing back uh it has a bunch of artifact stuff in it mm-hmm. they're bringing back um well that's the urza mishra set right yeah yeah, yeah. they're bringing back melding so like combining two cards together to make like one new card and stuff, which that came back a little bit in uh, like shadows over Innistrad and stuff. They brought that back. So it's coming back for that. And then they're doing the uh, fuck. I forget what the mechanics called where you can pay. It's like, Oh, this like seven mana for this like seven, seven artifact creature thing, or you can pay four mana. And instead it's like a four, four, whatever. So it like, you can pay one or the other. So you can pay like, the smaller cost but it becomes a smaller creature or you can pay the bigger cost and get the full big card but what's interesting about those is you can pay the small cost and then if you have a card that like bounces your thing like blinks it back onto the field it enters back as the big version 
So you can sit there and play the small one and then do like Yorion or some other card that'll like blink your thing off the field and then put it back. And then it'll re-enter as like the 7-7, even though you only paid for the small version of it. Cool. All right. Hey, that's, that actually is a good topic. Let's let's address that real quick. Justin, what are your <laughs> like top worst magic ideas that they've tried <laughs> over the years? Dude, so I never really got into... What's the one? It's where you like cast it and you put the card face down and it's like a two, two, whatever creature. And it can like flip over into whatever. Like I never fucking liked that. Um, I, I always hated the ones that were like two cards on one card. Yeah. The split, like split cards yeah. always just look really ugly. Like and I also, never liked. Just make them two fucking cards. Like make, let me just cast it and I can you know, dig the other one out of the deck or something. I don't know. Well, and they kind of, the way they do it now, I think is like where they figured out the, the double face cards where the card just doesn't have a back to it. So it's kind of like, uh, you know, the front and then it like flips over like werewolves do that. And like some other cards and stuff. But I know in the early days of magic, you know, they didn't have like the flip cards and stuff. So it was just like the way it was like split and it had like the double names where it's like break point and, but I mean, everyone plays with sleeves and it's a pain in the ass because now you got to take the card out of the sleeve and flip it around. It's just like, it, I don't know. Yeah, man. no, that like that's annoying. Um, like cy- like cycling's cool, but I never really used it where you like pay like the two man. It's like you discard the card and then you get to like draw another card with it and stuff like there's it's a decent mechanic like oh I can't use this right now so I can cycle. But I never found I don't think they ever really made like a huge payoff like there's some cards that like utilize like oh if you cycle this turn does whatever but there's not like a lot mechanic wise to go with it i feel like to make it super useful Hmm. shannon you you didn't have any ones that you hated throughout the years no i mean in all honesty like i stopped playing like pretty much after i got out of like high school like maybe a couple years into college so like if any mechanic came out like after like the standard base, like magic, the gathering rules that we applied, like I don't like any of them. So did, did frost covered lands and ice age just piss you <laughs> off? Pretty much. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean, I, I, I have zero patience for learning new things. So like, you know, the, the it, I try to keep things tame when I play magic nowadays and if and it then, doesn't work out, it doesn't work out. And then when they brought out slivers and I'm like, Oh, these are just goblins again. Okay, great. <laughs> sure but yeah yeah if i gotta spend like a half hour reading a card to try to figure out what it does and then i'm wrong like that's typically not like a good hey hey, remember last summer when we all did that with justin (laughs) and it was like driving him insane because we were like wait 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 i need to read wait let me read hold up justin hold on let me read this like yeah i was not that mad about that no, I just, I felt very self-conscious about it, though. Because, yeah. like, as someone that used to know all this shit, like, the back of my head, like, you do now. Like, that was me 20 years ago. And now it's like, I don't know what any of this is. So I was very self-conscious. So what's funny is, like, in person and stuff, like, because, like, Megan, it's probably, I think the reason why it doesn't bother me is because it's like, I also don't know, like, a lot of especially like older cards and stuff i don't know like a lot of the stuff so i'll have to read stuff and then like me and megan like when we play we're constantly just reading each other's stuff Mm -hmm. but dude when i play like arena nothing pisses me off more than i'm like sitting there 
And you can see when people are looking at your cards, like it highlights the card that your opponent is like hovering over, like reading your shit. And I'll be sitting there like waiting for someone to take their turn and you just see like, oh, they're looking at this card and they're just like going down the road looking at everything. <laughs> or it's like they'll look at the card and then they'll stop and then it's like a couple seconds ago and they're looking at it again. And I'm like, it's the same fucking card. Like, you know what it does. I'm like, either kill it or take your fucking turn. Like, I'm not, I'm done sitting here. Like, you're just sitting here staring at my cards. Like, do something. Like, I don't care. You have two cards in hand. I have nothing. Just do it. Like, what are you doing? Take your turn. Oh, man. Ah, magic. It brings out the best in us, doesn't it? Yeah. <laughs> Like, what's wrong with you assholes just play ah uh another thing that brings out the best knows the internet uh <laughs> it, it caught on fire uh earlier today actually when it was confirmed that uh one of the lesser thor brothers is replacing henry cavill in the witcher in the fourth season <laughs> so so that show's dead right yeah i mean does anyone care with the new Geralt like and it isn't even that like oh there's a new Witcher like Geralt is like we're, we're doing that like oh no Geralt's way over there this is a new story with new characters and a new no no we're just switching Geralt's midstream and no that has that ever worked in the history of television <sighs> I can't think of like think a main so. character that they did that with. Like, I mean, in season two, they did that with the chick, but it's like nobody cares. Well, she wasn't the main <laughs> character, though. Exactly. So um, it wasn't a big deal. I mean, it, it worked in Iron Man, I guess, with Rhodey. But yeah. Uh, oh, wait, on Roseanne, they replaced the Becky. I remember yeah. that. But then she came back. The other Becky came back. Yeah, when they did the when they did the relaunch, mm-hmm. it was the other it was the OG Becky. Yeah. Yeah. Man, I'm trying to think if there's any other episodes. Um, but it's like one of those things so with Iron Man, though. It's like he was only in the first movie and then going for it. It's like we've already had two seasons with Henry Cavill. And we're going to get a third one. And then yeah. season four, yeah. you're changing it to the less attractive Hemsworth brother. That's what you're yeah. giving me. Totally. And I mean, it's like, I don't understand. I kind of I mean, I think people are going to kind of watch it just to see what kind of dumpster fire this is actually going to be, because like. Henry Cavill is like a beast. Like, I mean, he like, you know, put on the muscle, he's got the physique, he's got the um, mannerisms and the, the, you know, just the whole character down pat. And this dude's got to come in after three seasons of lore have already been put on this character. Like this thing is going to be a mess. And, you know, I I don't know how they're going to explain it. I mean, they're probably going to use some type of transformation spell on him or something. And then all that shit's just going to make it look stupid. Um, well, and, so, yeah. and it's like, bro, the biggest thing you've done is the Hunger Games. Like, those movies were atrocious. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, man. Like, I got no faith. Well, and my big thing, too, is from what I understand, Henry Cavill is, like, the only person who was actually pushing for, like, him, like, draw to be book accurate, like, game accurate, like, the lore to be, like, on point and stuff. Like, Netflix was trying to, like, deviate from the source material or whatever, and he was the one that was like, no, dude, you're doing it this way. And now that, I think that also might have been part of it. I mean, I know a lot of it's probably just, like, schedule conflict stuff now that he's Superman and he's also, like, in a bunch of other movies and Netflix just doesn't want to 
wait to work around his schedule. They're like, no, we're going to pump out seasons of The Witcher. We can't wait like two years to start filming the next season. Mm-hmm. No, so we're going to wait one year and have some dude like try to like bulk up in like one year and act and try to get all this other stuff. Try to pick up all these other plates that are already spinning. I don't know. It just it just seems like you should have done it right and just taken a year off and like made a really good fourth season and just waited for him to come back. Well, and maybe they'll change. Maybe they will switch directions. And after season three, they're like, okay, that's Geralt's story. And then now here's if enough people are mad that we got them to give Sonic not human teeth. So, you know, maybe if enough people <laughs> get mad about it, they'll fix it. I don't know. From what I, from what I was reading, Henry Cavill was basically just like, look, I'm going to finish everything that's on my docket and I'm retiring. And then like the rock came back and was just like, dude, you got to do Superman one more time. Cause like, I want you in like this DC universe that they're forming around my character. And then, um, <laughs> not yeah. no longer, no longer at the parents' place, but still getting phone calls. <laughs> I know, right? Um, but so things never change. But yeah, but it's just um, I don't even remember where I was anymore. Oh yeah, because like you know, Henry Cavill was supposed to retire. He wanted to retire. He doesn't want to act anymore, right? He just wants to do other projects. So you know, maybe they were looking at this as a solution because they thought he was just you know, he's, he's not coming back anyway. Right. Like mm-hmm. even if they postponed it for two years, he wasn't going to come back. So I don't know. We'll see. We'll see what, what truth really comes out as, as this story progresses, but yeah, the internet's on fire right now and nobody wants to watch the Witcher season four. Um, does anyone want to watch black Adam? I mean, it's making money, but I, I don't really have a lot of interest in it. I mean, I guess I'm, I'm like creepily, What's what's the term like when you're when you want to see morbidly curious about about Black Adam? But, Somebody say morbid time. Oh, oh, yeah. sorry, sorry. It's mighty, <laughs> mighty morbid time. Um, no, I, I I'm not I'm not really like hey I want to go watch Black Adam a because like I don't know that character at all, but also I've been told by The Rock to watch that movie for a year and a half, and I'm just sick of it. And like, hey, I'm happy that it's over. It's kind of like when the election season's over and it's like, sweet, I don't have to see these ads anymore. Um, but man, I've just built up this resentment for for this movie and I don't I can't really explain it. it you guys haven't seen it, right? No, uh, but I mean, that's the thing is, you know, I, I see The Rock like pushing this movie and I'm just like, OK, The Rock's doing The Rock thing. And yeah, I mean, to your to your point, like it kind of makes you tune out to that movie even more um mm-hmm. the trailers i've seen from the movie look cool it's just i don't have the time like bro like it's got to come to my house and then i got to be able to have the energy to not fall asleep 30 minutes into the movie so yeah yeah that's a good point movie movie theater experiences these days are like well are the minions in it no nope. <laughs> then i'm probably not making it to a movie th- like bro I've i've been working two months to move heaven and earth to go see Wakanda forever opening weekend. And I still don't know if I can do it, you know, like it's, ever since they dropped the date of when that movie is going to be in theaters. I'm like, sweet. I'm on it. I got to go see this movie. I I don't know. I probably won't. And it's killing me. Yeah. Like I can tell you the next movie I'm going to see in the theaters is going to be the Mario movie. And I, <laughs> you know, yeah. and like, that's, that's it. That's the next time I'm going. Uh, so yeah, I mean, it's a bummer that, you know, this is where my movie experience is going to be now, but at the same time, you know, it is just, I should be out there. I should be out there watching old naked people like Justin in, in 
in movie theaters, but I love it. I know I saw Steve just saw Barbarian or whatever. Yeah. I'm like, dude, what? And I, I'm like, I will bring it up again. I don't know what is everyone's fascination in horror right now with decrepit naked people. Like that is just horror 101 right now. It's what's hot. Well, I I think it it's a very cheap way to make everyone in the theater instantly uncomfortable. I think that's <laughs> that, what it that is. is true. Like, and so you're all, you're already like unsettled, and then you can go for the the jump scare or whatever. But yeah, yeah, I think it's a very cheap way to do that. Yeah, no, I I also have not seen Black Adam. I'm I'm basically just waiting for that to hit HBO, <laughs> and then mm-hmm. I'll probably watch it. I am I am definitely going to go see. I have to go see Wakanda Forever opening weekend yeah. because I cannot I do not want it ruined for me on Twitter. Me that too. is 100% what's going to happen like opening night is like cool. It's going Thursday the the blocking on Twitter of anything Wakanda Forever happens and then <laughs> I'm assuming Friday night or sometime Saturday I'm going to go see it. That might be a great weekend to just walk away from Twitter. Like I, ever since the must takeover has been finalized, I'm like, I probably should just get off Twitter these days. I I don't know. I'm, I'm beginning to just think this whole social media thing is bad and I should probably stop. So that might be a great weekend to just be like, and shutting down. Okay. Moving off. Um, can't be spoiled if I'm not there. You know what I'm saying? That's true. Uh, so interesting, though, with DC, because I'm curious how they move forward. Because, I mean, by all accounts, money-wise, Black Adam's a hit. You know, led the box office for two straight weeks. It seems like it's going to make a truckload of money. But now DC has brought on James Gunn to kind of be their Kevin Feige in a whole new studio uh, after the merger and everything with Warner Brothers and all that. So you got to wonder if James Gunn is being like, Hey, you know what? We the best thing to do would be scrap all this shit. Like just, just start over. You know, like it's yeah, I, The Rock, Henry Cavill, uh Ezra Miller, all these assholes. Like you're all gone. You know, and and just hit reset on the whole thing and and go again. And I can't argue that he'd be wrong necessarily. It seems like that might be an okay thing considering their biggest successes have been these one-offs like the Batman and the Joker and all that type of stuff. And I don't know. What do you guys think? Is that something to consider or should they press forward? I just, I I just don't think that you're going to burn the bridges with the actors that have portrayed these characters already in case you want to bring them back. I think you're going to try to find a creative way to weave the ones that you want into the universe that you're going to create. And James Gunn is good at that. And, Mm -hmm. um, you know, I I think he's going to, I think he'll find a way to make that work. And I doubt that the rock would go quietly into the night. If James Gunn was like, nah, fuck that. Like, I know your movie made money, but like, we're going in a different direction. Um, so, you know, thanks for giving me some capital to work with, but, um, you know, the door's right there. Uh, that's not, gonna I, I don't know. I mean, I could see it where he could, cause at the end of the day, what the fuck could the rock do? Yeah. I own the character asshole. Sorry. You can't play him <laughs> anymore. And maybe I want an actor that isn't going to write into this, to his contract that he has to win. You know, like maybe, maybe I want to like, that would be my problem with going to see black Adam. Guess what? I know who wins cause it's in his fucking contract. 
And guess what? He's never going to be in a lot of trouble because it's in his fucking contract. Like I've seen the Fast and Furious movies. There's a reason he's not around much in those anymore. And, you know, so I don't know. Uh, is your Uber here, Justin? What's going on? <laughs> it's Arizona. He's got the windows open. It's like 80 degrees. Yeah. It's October. Yeah. No, dude, it's nice in Arizona now, man. Like at night and stuff, it gets into the, you know, the lows here have been like in the 50s. Meanwhile, me and Shannon are in hoodies, you know? (laughs) Yeah, well, it's funny because it's like what we'll do is open the bedroom window and it's like I haven't been running the air conditioner or anything. So it's like in like the house, like the rest of the house, you know, at like night and stuff, it'll be, I don't know, like 75, 74. And then like in our bedroom or whatever, you know, it'll be like hella cold, like nice and cold and stuff like in the morning and then like wake up and then come out and it's like, you know, 73, 72 in the house. It's like, oh, yeah. (laughs) I mean, you you know it's cold in Arizona. Justin has sleeves. <laughs> that is true. So that is a hundred percent true. <laughs> uh, so what what do you think, Justin? Uh, is that would you push reset on DC at this point, or would you try to ride it out? No, dude. I honestly, I think the the best thing that ever happened for DC was Marvel giving James Gunn the double fingers and being like, you racist fuck, get out of here. Yeah, and DC yeah, yeah. was like, come here. That was the best thing that ever happened to DC. And I think DC realized that. And they're like, some of the last most successful movies we had were the ones James Gunn did. So let's just fucking hand everything to him. He'll figure it out. And honestly, he probably think, will. <laughs> yeah. And I think that's what they should do. You know, Peacemaker. Amazing. Like the mm-hmm. last, the suicide squad way better than the first one. It was a fun movie. And so I think giving the reign to him, you know, I, I don't think they necessarily like need to like, for like tell rock, like fuck off, whatever. Like he had his time and it's like, I feel like they could bring him back for like a Shazam movie, whatever. Like just let him, like let him be done for a while. Mm -hmm. And yeah, dude, they can do Superman returns, whatever with Henry Cavill. Like if they want to run with, uh, you know, robert pattinson whatever as like batman and stuff do like another movie with him or whatever you know do that and start just like not trying to build the justice league out of nothing because that's the problem is you know people are like oh well like the snyder verse just like what like no 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 just like ixnay all of that like you know don't even get like make another good uh wonder woman movie that wasn't 88 or whatever 84 84. it it doesn't even matter just forget (laughs) it like make another good one and just do whatever like what do a couple more like solo movies like do what fucking marvel's been doing bro like bring in some like d-list fucking dc shit and make people love it like nobody knew who guardians was like no one like start dusting off like some shit and just make some cool shit with that yeah i was gonna say do some james gunn shit you know like yeah and dc has just endless amounts of those level of characters. And, and so here's what I can see actually see happening. I can see them because they do make money. Like, sure. We're going to continue on with the Aquaman Shazam rock, but then we're going to start this new thing over here. That doesn't include any of the big ones. No Batman, Superman, Green Lantern, none of that bullshit. We're going to do all like, you know, peacemaker level characters, suicide squad level characters and build out a whole thing over here. That's continuous. And just those guys. And, and people could have their cake and eat it too in that regard. Cause like, I would be way more interested in the 
Suicide Squad level project myself because I've seen the Superman movies. I've seen the Batman movies. I, I know what that looks like, but give me, you know, give me particle man over there. Hell yeah. Let's do this. You know, like I'm, I'm, I'm on board. Yeah. And I think that would be cool. And then, you know, give it time, give it like another, like, you know, six years, like whatever, build that out. And mm-hmm. then we can get to like blackest night and yeah. start like, you know, like crisis on infinite earth, like start like doing like big DC like level events and stuff, but not trying to race Marvel day. Like, you know, do it right. Just do the little movies, whatever. Establish all these characters, and then we can build into the like big world like events and stuff. I mean, the the, problem. The, go ahead. Go ahead. I was gonna say the problem with that I feel that they would run into though is that like they've already had so many reimaginings and reboots of like these characters that I'm wondering if people are just fatigued on them, um, and I'm wondering if like you know to your guys's point, James Gunn needs to actually do something that people aren't tired of. Like not, doesn't necessarily have to be like this long epic thing that like Marvel did in like their first couple phases. Mm-hmm. But like, you know, I think you, you have to kind of get people interested again in what DC has to offer. Cause I don't know if people have that same excitement right now. And, and, and I agree with you. I think there is a disconnect between those huge characters, you know, the justice league level characters and the hundreds of others that DC has, like people just don't know they exist. And Marvel has been very good at working in these other random characters left and right. And it's getting, you know, and it, and each one of them does bring something new, you know, I mean, shit, she Hulk had man bull and randomly in it, you know, like just stupid shit. Like the wrecking crew showed up in she Hulk, you know, like stuff like that, that people at least get curious about, like, who is that? What is that guy? Let me do a little Wikipedia and maybe I'm interested in that. And, you know, DC just doesn't have that for, mm. you know, they're, they're resting on their big temples and they should, they're big. They make a lot of money. I get it. But uh, to your point, I think it fatigues the audience after a while. Like people like me, I'm like, I have no desire to see another Batman movie. Like I've, I've seen the, the Batman movie I've enjoyed the most in the last 20 years, wasn't Heath Ledger's Joker. It was fucking Lego Batman. It's fantastic. (laughs) And you know why? It doesn't look like any other Batman movie ever made. And it's fucking great, you know? And it's it's not to say the other ones are bad, but that's the one I enjoyed the most. And I also tend to think that James Gunn brings, like, a little bit of levity to uh, a franchise that is known for its seriousness. Like... I can't tell you how many times in like those movies I, you know, have just sat there and been like, wow, like I am just super not laughing or like, I'm just super yeah. depressed every time I'm watching all of this stuff. Like there is no levity in any of this. I mean, there is a couple jokes here and there with wonder woman, uh, you know, that, that they kind of, you know, parcel out through some of those, those movies. But for the most part, like they're very serious and well, I and- hate that. Well- and Wonder Woman 84 was hilarious, but not intentionally. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> so, But now I, I agree with you. It's I'm very curious to what this is going to be. You know, like is is Black Adam going to be the last big DC thing from before? 
because I could see them going dark for a little bit and then maybe maybe cranking out a couple peacemaker like TV shows to kind of keep people engaged and then, you know, moving. That's that's what I was going to say is I really think they should do more shows like more live action shows. And I know I heard like that they're supposed to be, I think, doing a Arkham show. I think kind of based off like the Batman or whatever, like that kind of level. And I honestly think that could be cool. Like each episode is kind of, it's like working down like the row of like cellmates at like Arkham or something, just one by one. Like each episode is like 40 ish minutes long. And it's like about this character and it's kind of jumping between like the past. And it's like, you get to know like, Oh, how did this person end up in Arkham? Like what happened? Mm -hmm. You get to know them, but there's also like, it does like the arrow thing where it's like you see the past, but then there's also shit going on in the present. And it's like each episode's a different character, but then it's like them kind of coming together in Arkham and the season finale ends with like all eight or nine, whatever these characters breaking out of Arkham. And then yeah. it like ends where then it's like season two is going to be like assault on fucking Arkham where it's like them trying to like regather all these like escape fucking people. Mm-hmm. It's like do that. Like that'd be awesome. Like oh. you don't even need the fucking Batman in that shit. Like just do that. That's the crazy thing, though, is that there's a show I think that's going coming to HBO Max that is about Alfred. And it already exists, dude. It's like it four already, seasons yeah, it's, in. It's like the fourth season. I was like, dude, where did this sh- where where did this show air? First of all, and is it called it- like Pennyworth or something? Yeah. Like that? yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm just like, bro. I was like, where was this show, and why is it only why is it on the fourth season now? Just going over to HBO Max and just like, yeah, they're just all over the place, and I think they just need some order and structure. Them. like we only got like two episodes of swamp thing and they're like canceled and then alfred yeah. they're like bro we can pump four fucking seasons of this out <laughs> i mean how many fucking i mean the cw verse stuff like mm-hmm. talk about just buffy the vampire level shit that they would just crank out every <laughs> and you know but hey hey i'm not besmirching buffy I, I know many people personally that love the fuck out of that show but man if you haven't watched it and you watch it now, <laughs> there has never been a bigger disconnect between the people that are passionately huge fans of that show and myself. Cause I had not <laughs> seen that shit until my wife did a, a rewatch of it uh, last year. I never watched it, never caught an episode. And I saw multiple episodes of that show with just like the worst storylines and the worst special effects. And I'm sitting there like, how, how how did you watch two episodes of this and be like fuck yeah locked in and i'm like what dude that's late that's that's mid to late 90s right there bud like dude i'll tell you right now craving that stuff i go over to my mom's house and it's like on like and (laughs) what's funny is it's on and she's watching it on tv and i'm like dude you own them all on dvd like they're (laughs) sitting right there on the shelf but she'd rather watch it with the commercial Oh no! Well, tonight's the graduation episode. You know where the present. It's like I, I know. I have also watched it, yeah. but I'm like, why are you watching it with when you can literally watch it any fucking time you want? Like, yeah, but awesome. then Angel's on in the next hour, so you're you're mm. just rocking and it's rolling. True. It is the whole block. I know. We went back and actually, uh, <laughs> Megan had never seen Charmed before, and oh, that's another one. On. That's yep. another one. <laughs> no, I mean, I grew up. In, I watched Buffy. I watched Charmed. I watched Angel. Like when it was on and stuff. Now, now see as a uh, a virile old teenager, I could definitely see the appeal of Charmed, but 
God damn, that's a hard show to watch. Like, no, it did not oof. age with you, especially <laughs> those early seasons. Man, like the CGI, especially like seasons like yeah. one through two, are ungodly rough. Like, it gets better <laughs> in like season like three and four. Like, the budget obviously got way, but man, dude, like watching early on because we started from the beginning, and man, dude, that is some like hellraiser level like cgi like that was um, like, well you man. can tell they they had the budget of a fucking pack of big league chew for the fucking, yeah. but you know for the cgi on that thing yeah it's, it's like, like all the villains are just like someone with like a spirit halloween like couple yeah, eyes 100%. glued to their forehead and covered in flour oh man i don't even know how we got on this but it's fantastic this is really great um <laughs> Well, speaking of James Gunn, his his greatest creation uh, released the trailer for the Guardians of the Galaxy holiday special, which, uh, uh, you know, we were talking before the show and I kind of was with Justin where I'm like, I knew that exists and they were making it, but I did not care about it in any way. And now that I saw the trailer, okay, I'm in. They got me. I'm in. Like this Drax and Mantis hunting down Kevin Bacon to bring him as a present to Star-Lord for Christmas. Okay, yeah, we're good. We're good. I'm in. This is going to be great. Yeah, I like the fact that they're finally going to Earth. I think that's mm-hmm. going to be really fun. And I then, mean, I, yeah. I like the fact that it looks very well put together. Like, the special effects yeah. aren't campy. They're not cheesy. Like, it looks like a high-production Christmas special, which is great. Um, because that's what I want out of my Guardians of the Galaxy. I don't want it to be tainted like the Star Wars Christmas special. I want it to be rad. And it seems to have the same vibe as the movie. Like, the characters seem funny. You know, like, it's it's very light. It's moving. And, and Guardians always is good at doing that Futurama thing of it's hilarious until you're really sad for some <laughs> reason. And... And it looks like it could be setting up for that, too. And yeah, I'm, I'm great. I'm locked in. I miss these characters. So I'm, I'm happy to have them back. This is how they get Grimora back for like the next movie. Like they just kind of like work it in at the end. It's like a Christmas wish. Yeah. Mm-hmm. She she comes in singing Mariah Carey's like all I want for Christmas. <laughs> oh, you know that song is in there. I guarantee you. That, that's probably the opening credits or something. Oh, you man. Know? It's going to uh, be so good. It'll... It'll be like the loud over the credits. All I want for Christmas is you. And then it'll cut to the volume changes. And now he's listening to it in the, in the ship, in the background, staring longingly at a picture of Gamora. I can see it now. I can, you know, I can see the whole thing. Um, so the other, we, we mentioned Wakanda forever, but the other movie that is getting touted as the next big tentpole after Wakanda forever is Ant-Man and the quantum mania. And uh, they released that trailer. And you're shaking your head. We all shook our head. We're like, the next Ant-Man is the big one? Okay, sure. Like, bro, I've seen Ant-Man and Wasp. It was entertaining. But nah, that wasn't like, oh shit, now I'm ready for Endgame. No. no. Um, this trailer, though, it's got some shit. Like, it, it, some it things are... Good. It does look good, man. Like... I was shaking my head because I'm excited for it. Like, yeah. I love Paul Rudd, dude. Kang is going to be so fucking good. Like, I, the Quantum Realm looks amazing. Like, it, like visually, it just mm-hmm. is very fun. To, it looks like very Star Wars, like tons of different, like, aliens and stuff. Like, when they were in the bars and stuff, like, there's just a bunch of interesting, like, characters to kind of look at. 
it looks like they might have some micronauts type stuff happening in there, which is which is kind of rad. I don't know if Marvel owns the rights to those characters, so they might just be making up their own micronauts uh, in in that universe. But uh, the the little Kang cameo we get just reminded me how goddamn good he was in Loki. Like holy shit! Like it was like he's on screen for what fifteen seconds in this trailer total, and I'm already like, yep in like just so damn charismatic such a good performance like whew, you get the blue face kang like yeah yeah let's do this yeah i always wondered how they were going to work that in like because you know i never really read like any of the comics or anything like that so it was just like i know he wears a blue mask i don't know why if that's just like he's from outer space or what now i understand it's because he's down in the like the quantum level like you know that there's probably got there's something there that they're going to weave into the story but you know it's pretty cool to see you know everybody return like you know and you know, it seems like everybody's wearing a mask or like they mm-hmm. have their own like battle regalia and like, you know, their daughter like finally gets hers. It'll be interesting to see how all that plays out and like what role she plays in this movie, because especially if they're trying to work her into another, you know, role uh, mm-hmm. in this universe, it would be interesting to see how these these origins play out. But I mean, the graphics great. The um, chemistry seems to be well with everybody. Um, you know, I'm interested to see how this works in with you know, their, their current phase and what they have planned for the long run. So, I mean, I'm in, I love Paul Rudd. He's but it, it is one of those things where I, it's becoming clearer and clearer to me why they said, yep, we're done with phase four, moving on to phase five. Cause you, you can see they had some bullets loaded and they were like, everything we release that isn't these is just damaging us. So we're just going to scrap that shit or move it back behind these and fix them in the meantime and uh, get these bangers back out to get us suckers back in. Cause I mean, we've said it multiple times, like what they released ain't it, you know, Ragnarok wasn't it, uh, or not Th- love and thunder. I mean, love and thunder wasn't it, Mount, you know, Dr. Strange. Nah, like then. So to get these, these big, big guns back out, like, okay, I, I think it's time. I think we're, the world is ready for it. Mm, so ready. <laughs> and that, that comes out soon too, doesn't it? It comes out in uh, February. February, yeah. Yeah, I mean that's not too long. But then I think there's a dearth after that. There's there it's like not until like next holiday, I think, is the next big one. So we have is... what Wakanda Forever is next month, right? November. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then you have like two months and then you have Ant Man. Yeah. And then I thought there was one that came out. I thought one's coming out in May. Or like April or May. Isn't um, it like the Marvels or something like that? I thought that got pushed to November. Dude, let me ask you this. Do you think Ant-Man is going to, like, King's going to kill Ant-Man? I don't think so. Um, okay. Nobody ever dies in Marvel. Like, they'll, they'll just kill him off and he'll get stuck in the quantum realm for, like, you know, four or five cycles. Then he'll come back out again and his daughter will be, like, 40 with kids. And he'll be like, oh, man, I miss so much. <laughs> yeah, no, or or it's one of those things where he's stuck in the quantum realm. Something like that. Yeah, he's I stuck in a that. moment that he can't get out of. You know, <laughs> well, because my thing is like, I think because they kind of make it seem like I think Kang is like trapped there and he's going to try to make some sort of deal 
with Ant-Man to like be released from the quantum realm. Mm-hmm. And I heard a rumor, whatever that like, uh, I think someone was saying that like, he might need like the 10 rings to get out. Oh, interesting. And that like, that might be like where like at the end of Shang-Chi, like whatever, when they were like, Oh, it's like emitting like a signal or like whatever, like that, that it might be Kang trying to find the 10 rings because he needs them to get out of the quantum realm. You know, I don't, I don't see them going after Paul Rudd's Ant Man, but I maybe they'll take care of him. Maybe Hank Pym will meet meet his. Uh, there. I can see that actually. Like, yeah. yeah, give him the final send off. Mm-hmm. And and Shannon, you were correct. Guardians of the Galaxy Volume Three comes out in May. Nice. And then originally the Marvels supposed to be July, and Blade was supposed to be November, but they've pushed Blade back and moved the Marvels into that slot. So hmm. now the Marvels is November. But yeah, interesting. Nice. Um, okay. Well, uh, should we talk a little uh, horror video games since it is the day before Halloween? Nice. Den of Geek released their list of the 30 scariest horror video games ever made. And there's some good ones on here, but there's also some funny ones that I thought we could talk about. Uh, Justin, you've, you've looked at this, any standout at you is maybe not the scariest. Like, well, first of all, I don't even want to say like the scariest, but the first thing that jumped out to me was the fact that they have PT on this list Yeah, and that's not a game, my man, that is a demo. <laughs> like it is a like 10 minute demo. So the fact that it's like listed on here with like a bunch of stuff time tells me i'm like you really couldn't find like another game outside like pt is scary don't get me wrong but it is by no means a full Mm -hmm. game like i would not put it on there but for one that i was kind of like like fallout 3 is on here yeah that one was a little and and it's funny because they're even like no 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 seriously seriously fallout 3 and it's like bro you i don't care how many essays you write about it I've played it. I don't agree. Like, this is ridiculous. Yeah, when I'm scrolling down the list and it's like Silent Hill 2, Resident Evil 4, and then Fallout 3 comes up, I'm like, dude, I've heard a lot of people say a lot of stuff about Fallout 3, but the word that doesn't come out of anybody's mouth is scary. <laughs> right. Uh, 30 buggiest games ever made. I mean, uh, that might be... No, that's Fallout 76. Now, that's truly terrifying. <laughs> yeah, that, now, yeah, why isn't that on here? Um, there's a couple ones on there that like, I, I think are great horror games, but I don't think they're scary. Like dead space is one of those, like it's really atmospheric, but it's not scary. It's not, it's not like playing amnesia or outlast or any of those, you know? Um, and then like resident evil seven also is on the list and you know, what ruins that game from being one of the best scary games of all time, uh, finishing that game (laughs) because the moment it stops being whatever it is and starts being a resident evil game, it just stops being scary. It's just, it's just not anymore. It's like, okay, we know it's a mold and there's fungus and I got to get through this ship and okay, whatever. And Oh, look, it's it was the old lady in the wheelchair the whole time, and now she's turning into this huge, grotesque juggernaut monster that I've got to shoot at the end of the. Okay, great, whatever. Um, 
but like the opening sequence, the dinner scene, uh, was it Marguerite in the, in the cabin in the back? Terrifying full on body hoarder shit. You know, like it's, it's crazy. Dude, I will say for that, I, one of the last times I physically yelled from being scared playing a game was Resident Evil 7, and it was going to go up the staircase, and as you round that corner, the dude comes out, grabs you, and cuts your hand off. Yeah, of yeah. I was playing it in the dark, and I did yell so <laughs> loud that it scared Megan, who was all the way down the hall in the other room. <laughs> so... I do believe that does like I think that does belong on there, and there's some interesting ones. I like Alien Isolation, like that. That that one I agree with because no, I agree. I just yeah. I didn't even think of that, and then when I saw, it, I was like, yeah, no, they're in Prey. Like both mm-hmm. of those are very suspenseful, like, and you have their like kind of scary moments. But I mean, ones... fear, fear was good too. I mean, fear's on the list. I mean, that's a, a solid first person shooter that has a pretty good amount of jump scares. I mean, yeah. I don't know. I don't know if the first one did, but I think the second one had was scarier than the first one. I was gonna say uh, one of my ultimate guilty pleasures was Fear Three. I mm-hmm. love that game, and it's so dumb. It is so. Oh dumb, yeah, but it God, goes I off the rails. Game. Like yeah. one and two, a solid story. Three, just they threw it out. They threw the story out and yeah. just went full like just sci-fi shooter. So, but again, two two on here that are more just creepy than than scary or I would say are Alan Wake, uh, which I don't recall ever being like actually scared in that game the whole time. I mean, it had a lot of like to think about. It had a lot of like creepy stuff, but actual man, this is terrifying. Nah, I, I wouldn't put that on there. Or Soma is the other one. I love Soma. Soma might be a top 10 game of all time for me, but it's not scary. I mean, there's, there's like the uh, disco ball head dude that can be pretty terrifying sometimes when you're trying to get around him. No, the thing with that game that makes it a horror game is the ending. When you kind of realize what's happening around you or what happened around you and the reality of it sinks in, that's some like, I'm just going to go sit in a dark room and stare (laughs) into space for a while type shit while I sort out what my life means. You know, like it's... (laughs) It's one of those things. And and guess what? The answer you come to isn't pleasant. Um, <laughs> Bioshock's on that list, on this yeah. list too. And like, I don't think Bioshock is scary at all. Nah, nah, I wouldn't put Bioshock. System Shock though, the, the predecessor to Bioshock, mm-hmm. way more of a like horror game than Bioshock is. Bio, Bioshock is like, again, creepy as hell. The doctor, the artist, you know, there's some terror, there's some real not pleasant stuff happening in rapture but again not scary like that's what i would put manhunt with bioshock too where it's like the environment and stuff can be like scary or whatever but as like mm-hmm. i'm like dude it's like a like it's like ultra violent grand theft auto like i'm like dude you're not i don't think it's like a horror game and i never played the evil within though but it shows up on like all of these lists is it is it a good horror game? I'd say it's pretty. I mean, it's. I'd say it's like very akin to like Silent Hill, like one and yeah. stuff. Like it has its tends to like the creature, like the creatures alone in the game are very Silent Hill, very terrifying. Like thing with a safe for a head that opens it up and like tentacle things like come out and try and grab mm. you and stuff. Like so, 
it does have its like scary moments. Okay. So I I don't think like I know this. I think the second one was kind of more actiony than the first one. Okay. But I'd say the first one's definitely more kind of like you know go slow. You kind of have to. You don't want to like startle shit. Like you're trying to like take your time like getting around stuff. It's not just run in and start blasting everything. Uh, did you ever play the Condemned games? Uh, I played. I know I played the first one. Um, I don't think I ever played the second one because that's the, th- the one where it's like you're trying to like solve cases and stuff. Right? Yeah, yeah, you're trying to find serial killers. Yeah, yeah that that one was great. Like, and and the thing about uh, about that is a nailed first person like hand to hand combat in a way that like no one has really done since, which is kind of crazy to me, but the, the melee combat in first person in the condemned games is fucking great. And, and it really, it really made you feel like you were in a fight when you were confronting these people, you know, it was, it was good. It was good stuff, but yeah, I just, I just felt it was an interesting list to kind of go at and poke through. Um, anything on the list jump out at you that, or anything not on the list jump out at you that should have made the list? Uh, I mean, Shannon and Care Bear game that. (laughs) No, I mean, like uh, I get those Five Nights at Freddy games are pretty good. Um, Mm -hmm. you know, those seem to be pretty terrifying for a lot of people. So, I mean, it's cool to see one of those games on the list. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I was just shocked, like. I mean, granted, I don't play a lot of horror games, but I know there's a lot of horror games out there. And, you know, people say things about Layers of Fear uh, uh-huh. and other games like that, that that didn't make the list. So it's just it's just shocking because there are some like very old games um, like, you know, uh, like I was telling you guys before the the, the show started. Um, I mean, back when games were just kind of starting to push the envelope on like what you could do as far as suspense and horror. Um, you know, there was a game that was kind of similar to to. Um, seventh guest um it was called hell and it was just kind of like this point and click adventure where you kind of chose um like in a bad situation the what you thought was the lesser of two evils um and sometimes when it was a very poor decision on your part like the consequences were pretty graphic and violent um and i remember you know just kind of walking into the room when my dad was playing at the wrong time and like seeing human guts on like get spilled on the floor and people being disemboweled and like you know it was you know meant terrifying when i was younger Mm -hmm. but you know it's it's funny to see you know some of those games just kind of fall by the wayside um so it's it's a weird list um not one that i would you know it like we were saying before the show it kind of seems like it's just one person's list that they kind of threw together (laughs) for for a halloween fluff piece um so so yeah it's um it's weird but i mean you guys are probably the ones that would have more games that you would you would recommend being on this list yeah i guess i'm kind of like surprised that like phasmophobia or something like that like wasn't on the list like something like that uh, I mean, the one that, I mean, Amnesia Dark Descent is on there, but Machine for Pigs, man, that one, that one's a kick in the balls that Dark Descent just isn't, you know, and if I had to pick an Amnesia game to make the list, it, it would probably be Machine for Pigs, because goddamn, that game, it, if you haven't played it, uh, and you have the stomach for it, I highly recommend it, Um but uh, yeah, I mean, it's a pretty comprehensive list. Like I said, there was more games 
like there's more games on it that I agree with than I would take off it, but yeah, yeah. for sure. Like I know what like fatal. I think one of the fatal frames was on here. Yeah, Crypt, Crimson Butterfly. That's the best one. Yeah. That is the best one. Number two. Um, and then uh, I was also happy to see Clock Tower. Uh, yeah, because that game is. If I've never had a two D game make me jump like Clock Tower did, you know, I mean, and personally. Resident Evil 3, the first time Nemesis bust through the wall and chased me, that that fucked me up. I wasn't I was not prepared for that back in the day. And you know what? GameCube Darling Eternal Darkness is on there too. Oh uh, yeah. Again, not really like the scariest thing about that was when it tricks you into thinking it's deleting your hard drive or memory card. That's that's the that's the scariest thing that happens in that game. It's like, holy shit, my memory cards are getting deleted. Oh wait, no, it's just the game. Oh never mind. <laughs> But yeah, good, good fun stuff. A little, a little taste of spookiness before, uh, before the the holiday tomorrow. Uh, should we talk about what we've been playing? Yeah. Oh wait, before we do that, I wanted to ask you guys: Are, are you doing any Halloween type activities? Have you? Did you do any Halloween parties? Have you? Did you dress up? Did you do any of that stuff? Uh, like, my son has been living in his costume since mm-hmm. Friday. And what uh, is he? He is, um, so you remember, uh, fuck, um, what's his name? I, I, of course I'm blanking on his name now. Uh, he was, he was in, uh, he, he's the actor that was in, uh, big and, um, Tom Hanks. Yeah. Tom Hanks. Yeah. Thank you. So Tom Hanks, so Tom Hanks did a, a SNL skit where he was basically like this dude that sings like Christmas songs and he wore a pumpkin suit. Uh, and okay. it's just a black suit with a bunch of pumpkins on it, like all over the place. Uh-huh. And um, my son didn't want to wear any like ha- suit, Halloween costumes, but he saw this Halloween suit for like in the corner. And so we bought that for him. So he's wearing that. So he's basically in the spirit of Halloween and he walks around with a little skeleton um, in his hand. So he's like a Halloween like dude. Your son is so dapper. Like, I know, dude. Like he walked amazing. around in it. So, yeah, he walked around in that suit today and like he got like compliment. Like he was so tired of saying thank you to people that he was just like, Dad, can we go home now? And I was like, yes, like we, um, we can go home. So the last time I saw Shannon's son, Justin, he was in a vest and tie that he purchased himself. This child is five. <laughs> like he's getting all dressed up to go see uh, the Minions 3 movie. He's yeah. like, I grew up, Dad. Bro, like you don't understand, like the the drip on this kid is like impeccable. Like, it, like I show up in sweats and a t-shirt, and he is in a, a vest with a tie, a collared shirt, some jeans, and some like shoes, like some nice dress shoes. Like, bro is ready to go at any minute. Never knows yeah. when he's gonna have an interview. <laughs> yeah. Shannon, Shannon's son showed up like that, and Shannon showed up in the Canadian tuxedo. Yeah. Like, that's yeah. all I'm saying. He's wearing the suit, and Shannon's wearing the hunter hunter sweatshirt and yeah. some like Crocs. And he's like dad square up man <laughs> yeah dude like i mean that that's what it's like now like i i fall asleep on the weekends at like eight o'clock that's like staying up late for me now like i just i can't do it anymore so you know halloween will be we'll probably do the the trick-or-treating in the neighborhood mm-hmm. and then you know we'll put a bucket out for like you know the people that are, the kids that come by and that'll be that'll be our night yeah, justin Shannon, are you Shannon, doing it? Shannon comes downstairs in the morning after getting dressed and his son just looks up and be like, dad, the vibes are horrendous. <laughs> what are we doing? 
dude like i don't i don't even know where he like i don't I, I, dude, I get wanting to dress up. I went through that phase when I was younger. Like, you know, I have, you know, pictures buried somewhere of like me and my horrible fashion choices. But like this, this kid is on it, man. Like he doesn't like just loves it. Just wants everything to be. The the drip is real. The drip is real. Flossin. Dude, that's so funny. Cause like as a kid, I, I fucking hated dress. Like even to this day, like I like don't like wearing suits. Like I've never, ever wanted to tuck my shirt in like ever. I was like, dude, this just Wait. feels disgusting. Like Wait, I hate you it. hate dressing up and wearing, <laughs> I can't believe this, Justin. I'm flabbergasted by this revelation. I don't, I don't even know what to do with this information. I don't, I don't even know who you are anymore. I know. I'm sorry, guys. I hate to, you know, <laughs> drop this on you, but the truth I mean, has finally come out. Seriously, I'm, I'm half expecting you to show up to the wedding in a t-shirt with like a tux just printed on the front of it and just be like, this is my fancy shirt. See, I wouldn't do that to you. I, just, I bought that suit for that Chicago wedding, so now I have a suit. Oh, nice. good nice. point. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. That's why I did it for, for shit like this because I'm like, now I can like actually have a suit that fits that'll probably fit me for the rest of my life that I can just wear to events like this. I, I love how you probably justified it being like, well, I've got two weddings, so I can wear it <laughs> yeah. twice. And, I'm yeah. like, dude, it's a pain for itself right now. Yeah. Really. <laughs> like, by the time I get it all like said and done, you know, once I get like four, like another two more weddings after Shannon's like out of it, I'm like, bro, that's like what, like 200, like. $150 like per wedding like I got out of this suit awesome uh so I interrupted you what what are your Halloween plans Justin I mean I plan on just doing pretty much what I do every year I just kind of leave like the windows open so the dogs can see and I just kind of set up a little table and like little my Sherpa chair out in the driveway and stuff and just pass out candy usually sweet, I'll sweet. sit out there and watch watch something on my phone or play music or do whatever. And then like, uh, start setting up usually at like six, six thirty or whatever, like scarf down dinner. And then kids will come up and I do that because dude, like the, them coming up to the door just sets the dogs off every fucking time. So it's like, dude, I don't want to listen to that. <laughs> Especially after the last time when, you know, me and Megan were in the house and we're sitting there like watching Hulu or whatever, like Bob's burgers and then the kid, like, I give the kid the candy and I go to, like, shut the door. He puts his foot in the fucking door and he's trying to come in. He's like, you got Hulu in there? I'm like, who the fuck are you? <laughs> like, no, he tried to walk in my house and was, like, asking me. He's like, whoa, he's like, what kind of setup you got going? Like, Dude, what the fuck are you, like, casing my house? Like, get out of here. And then, like, 10 minutes later, this other kid comes up. And this kid is still here with it. He's like, no, dude, he's got like Hulu in there and like whatever. And I'm like, I already gave you candy. Like, what the fuck are you doing? Like, leave. Like, and then I had some girl try to come in and like she saw Oswald or whatever. And she was coming in trying to like pet my cat. I'm like, uh, hello. Like, I don't want to get on like anybody's like, who is letting these kids like try and enter my house? Like, no. So I'm like, no, we're not playing that game anymore. We're going to sit in the driveway. And you can come up and collect your candy. Sit in, sit in the driveway and play like your metal music that nobody really knows of. It'll just drive the kids away. You'll have all this extra candy. It'll be great. Yeah, I'll play the play Corpse Husband. I'm like, yeah, <laughs> like, I'm like nobody apparently likes this shit. So <laughs> scare everyone away. Uh, but you should you should watch Werewolf by Night while you're sitting there because oh, you know you I I'll have to. I have I have the time. Or are you caught up? Are you caught up on Chainsaw Man? You can do that. You can bring all the kids. All the kids will be like, "Whoa, what is this?" Yeah, so, set like, up, hey. set up the projector on the garage. You know, just showing it to the neighborhood. <laughs> yeah, set it up. Like, did you kids ever see the Green Inferno? <laughs> oh, <geez. laughs> 
Uh, oh man, what are you doing, Zach? Are you uh, are you staying local or are you going out? Yeah, we we always uh, there's a street near my house that goes big. You know, like people do like crazy yard decorations and haunted houses and all. And so in my neighborhood, it's the one street where everyone goes to. So it's actually really fun because they shut down the street and everyone just wanders and everything. So it's it's good. Like my son is going to be an inflatable T-Rex. He's very excited. Uh, my daughter is a fairy. You know, she was going to be a witch. I want to be a witch. I want to be a witch. And then I was like, okay, well, we're going to get your witch costume. No, I don't want that. Give me a fairy. I'm like, okay, great, sure, no problem. So made a last minute adjustment there. And then uh, she had her Halloween dance recital this morning. It went went very well. That was a long morning to sit in a park. She was the first act and the last act. So we couldn't leave. And everyone, every time one of these troops would perform, and then the parents would just pack their shit up, grab the kid, and leave. I was looking at you, motherfuckers. <laughs> God damn it. <sighs> but over here, like pulling the grass up out of the ground, yeah, like yeah. sprinkling it. It's like, uh, but it was, it went well. It went well. Smiles all around. So good, good. Good times. But yeah, we're just keeping it local. Just gonna, gonna hit the streets with an inflatable T Rex and see what kind of chaos we can create. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Cool. Uh, but as we circle back to what we've been playing, I'll tell you, I played a lot of Vampire Survivors 1.0. G-O-T-Y, baby. Uh, <laughs> but, yeah, that's I haven't had time to play much other than that. And that game still remains the best game for, hey, I've got 20 minutes. And I'm just going to do something real quick. Uh, it rules. I love it so much. Uh, the fact that I have not made any more progress in uh, Sparks of Hope hurts me because it's the game i get in bed every night and i'm like oh i should play that and then i'm like i'm so fucking tired if i start playing this i'm gonna be up for three more hours and i just can't and so i don't and then i wake up in the morning regretting that i didn't play anymore because i I love the game and i want to see more of it but uh i'm in the ice world now Mm -hmm. um i'm just about done with that but uh yeah I'm I'm cleaning up the ice world at this point, but I need to move on. So, yeah, that game is dangerous for that reason. Like, there's just so much in the world that like I want to explore, and I find myself getting to like the new world, and I'm like, fuck the story mission. Like, I want to do all the outside stuff first. I want to mm-hmm. see all that stuff. Like, you know, getting in the ice world, getting to the uh, ice like city or whatever, like clearing the path. Like, dude, that was so not even high on my list. Like I did everything else before actually pushing to the village. Um, and it eats up so much time and I love it. And like, I just, it's just one of those games that's going to just eat up a whole bunch of my time. Like, I love that game. Uh, and I kind of, I haven't finished the ice world yet. But I like it's just there's so much Bowser stuff there. I'm kind of yeah. wondering if if Bowser's there, <laughs> like mm. if like when you get like because like I know you got you got so many characters to begin with, right? I mean like you have basically all of your characters from the first game like handed sure. to you right away. So it's like I want to know where those new characters are because I don't want to play with the old characters anymore. I want to play with I want to I want to get those new guys in there and see what they do. So I don't know. Yeah, I have I have started to juggle my lineups up, but. It's, mm-hmm. I mean, I like rabid Mario cause it, he'll knock out a bunch of people 
mm-hmm. at once, which is cool. Um, so he's kind of replaced Edge for me, even though it kills me because I love Edge. Um, mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, I still I still kind of rock with just regular Mario and Luigi for a lot of it because those guys kick ass in that game. So yeah, pretty much they're so OP with their moves and. Um, yeah, I mean, I'll do the same thing. I, I, I bounce between uh, Rabid Mario and Peach um, because Peach got that shotgun blast too. And like mm-hmm. she can decimate a pretty good amount of people. So it, it's either one of those people that, that's in my rotation. Poor Rabid Luigi doesn't get any play at all. Like he just sits there taking up space. Um, but yeah, it's it's a fun game. Um, have you Have you played anything else? Uh, that's it. Just that and Vampire Survivors for me. All right. Well, what about um, you? I, uh, in addition to Mario and Rabbids, uh, I also downloaded and started playing uh, Modern Warfare Two, like Call of Duty Modern Warfare Two. Mm-hmm. Um, I, you know, I saw a lot of people talking about it on Twitter and like, you know, a bunch of screenshots of like the gameplay and on the computer it looks great. It looks phenomenal. Um, a lot of people are having problems with their uh, NVIDIA drivers, like they're uploading to the latest driver package for their graphics cards, and it's causing some strife, uh, like a lot of flashing. Um, you know, if you're epileptic, it's probably not going to be a good situation for you. But uh, to fix it, a lot of people have reverted their drivers to like the standard um, like base uh, like uh, firmware. And mm-hmm. uh, that's resolved a lot of their issues. So if you guys are playing it on the computer and you're having that problem, you might want to go back, roll, roll your firmware back a couple couple uh, versions. Um, I'm playing it on the PlayStation 5. Um, the graphics are amazing. Um, hmm. The uh, ray tracing is awesome. Uh, lighting effects are phenomenal. Like if you look up into the sun, you are going to get blinded. Uh, like, <laughs> you know, it's just shit like that. Like the dust is is you know, something that you have to contend with in desert environments. Um, you know, I'm in Amsterdam right now, um, you know, swimming uh, underwater, like the water, the graphics, like look amazing. The physics are awesome. Um, gunplay is, you know, always been tight in those games. Um, so, you know, switching between all of your weapons and everything is always familiar if you're a first person shooter, you know, uh, if that's your your genre of game. Um, the, uh, like the only thing I would say is, is pretty much hard for me to follow is there's a lot of like, you know, nighttime, uh, you know, infiltrations. So you're bouncing back and forth between your night vision and your standard vision. And, you know, sometimes it's hard to track where those enemies are, you know, so they get a couple good pop shots on you. Um, there are a couple levels where you don't really have any body armor or anything on and you get picked off by like somebody you don't see pretty fast. Like it's like one, two, three and you're done. Like, you know, somebody's using an assault rifle, like your three shots are pretty much up pretty fast. Um, so some of that can be a little, uh, annoying if you have to redo it, but the load times are, are super short. So there's nothing really that's going to keep you out of it for a while. Um, I will say downloading the game was a bit of a chore just because there's six different files that you have to download. There's the multiplayer maps, there's the campaign maps, there's the co-op maps, there's the campaign map two, and then there's like an audio file uh, like uh, download that you have to get. So there's a lot of it that it's it lets you um that has to download and it prioritizes the multiplayer downloading first so if you want to play the campaign make sure that you go in there when it's downloading and you basically turn off the multiplayer stuff so you can get the campaign loaded 
because it won't let you play until you have all of the campaign attributes uh, downloaded. Wow. Um, so, you know, it's a it's a pretty large file. Um, so, you know, just just keep that in the back of your mind. If you're looking to play the campaign first, you don't want to go in multiplayer. Make sure you put the multiplayer to the back of the list when you're downloading all your. Files. <laughs> yeah. Like if you're trying to just get to the story part, don't do that. Yeah. But I mean, it looks phenomenal. Looks great. Um, and uh, I'm, I'm looking forward to playing more of that. Um, Justin, is there anything you've been playing this week? So every day, basically after work, I've been playing Elden Ring. <laughs> I've wow. played a lot of Elden Ring. I uh, Since last week, you know, I talked about how when I started, booted up the game, I was level 72. And then I went from 72 to level 99. Well, this week I went from level 99 to about i think 120 something nice <laughs> so i'm i'm towards the end of the game i have i think like maybe six like major bosses or whatever that i have to beat left mm. um so right now i'm like my like my essences and everything are like almost maxed out like i just have like a couple more things i need to pick up uh, like my weapons, my main ones that I've been using are like 100% maxed out now and everything. So like I went around and collected like the armor set and shit that I like wanted and stuff. So like gear wise, like I pretty much have like my in-game gear. Like it's like the best stuff that like I wanted that I looked up YouTube videos on where to go and how to get and whatever. So now I at win. this point, are you still finding the game like challenging in the world, or are you just oh yeah, walking like no? So I really enjoy the end game because it's to me the beginning of the game is a lot of fun, but it's one of those things where like this weekend and stuff, like me and a uh, shrimp fried Matt started a uh, a new game on his PS5 where we're like building like a magic character because mm-hmm. I built like a pure strength character and stuff, and I'm like, dude. Like I hear magic super busted. So we were playing around, like going through doing magic stuff. And it's like, man, dude, like my essences weren't like charged up or anything like that. So like I went around and collected all that. So I'm like, dude, I forgot like how like shitty this like was in comparison <laughs> to like now in the late game, like having like all these essences and they like heal you for a ton and having like the best like talismans and like weapons and like whatever. And it's like for the late game, there's parts like areas that I should have been way sooner that I haven't. And it's like, I'm like mm-hmm. a God walking in, they come and they hit me and I'm like, <laughs> like, that's cute. And I'm just like, boom. And just like, murder, <laughs> like five things. And then there's times where it's like, I walk into an area and I'm all like chest out and then get like hit. And a third of my health bar disappears. I'm like, uh Oh, <laughs> I start pulling back. I'm like, no, 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 no. Like, and it's like, like still, it's like, Oh wait, that actually hurt. Uh-oh. Yeah, I'm like, that hurt. And then I'm like, oh, that thing that hit me that took a third of them. Oh, there's two more of those guys coming at me. Like, like three of those together is is murder. So I'm like, <laughs> no, no, no. Like, lure you out and murder one at a time. So it's one of those things. And, like, El- Dark Souls is really good about it. And Elden Ring's been really good about it. Where even, like, when you're super leveled up, like, where you can die to, like, the smallest things. That, like, if you just don't give a shit. Like you can get like bombarded by like four bird things and just get your shit kicked in. And that's always kind of what I liked is it's not that like, Oh, as you level up and stuff like the enemies get harder. It's like, no, it's the same enemies as before. It's just, you have to still be smart about it. 
but I like the fact that because I am like level 120, whatever, like I can tank hits now. Like I'm not with certain things, like especially in the earlier areas and stuff, like going back through doing whatever. I'm not as worried about like, oh, lock I like approach with caution or sneak in. No, I just run in like swinging at this point. I'm like, yeah, I have enough health that I can take a couple hits. Like I'm not worried about that. Like as I'm charging up my big swing, swing away. Like I'm going to mm. murder you once <laughs> it connects. But like there's like bosses, even like fighting like bosses and stuff. Like there's some bosses like that I didn't fight before that I went back and fought now that I just completely melted their health bar. But like I fought the Godskin duo which is one of the like hardest bosses. Anytime there's like two bosses that you have to fight at the same time, it's it's always a nightmare. And even with Ash summons and whatever to help draw the attention, it's like, dude, when they're still coming after you, they're still coming after you. And the one's like casting magic from real far away. And the other's just big like brown dude that's like rolling around all over the place. And there were times where it's like that fight went really well. And I'm like, oh, dude, I can totally do this. And then times where I walked through the door and immediately got my teeth kicked in before <laughs> even getting any, like, I'm going to summon my Ash summon. And as soon as I walk in the door, like, I'm already getting punched in the face. I'm like, dude, <laughs> like, come on, man. Like, this sucks. Uh, so that took me, like, a couple attempts. And then I finally, I'm like, okay, I walked in. I got my summons off. They're going after them. So they're distracted. So I can run behind, start, like, getting bleed damage, like, going on them to start draining health and doing that so you always kind of have to have like a strategy going in but it's been a lot of fun like i i really want to beat it especially before since god of war comes out and it's like i'm like dude because once god of war comes out i'm like elden ring is falling off the fucking map and i don't know (laughs) when it's gonna come back so i'm like i want to get as far as i can in elden ring before that happens because then the ps5 is going to become a god of war machine at that point well, and I saw that God of War was actually getting uh, pretty good reviews. Like people could talk about like the basically what the first four hours or something like that. And I'm hearing it's a it's a lot, a lot of the same type of stuff, which is good in my book. But uh, you know, it's it's it's. I'm hearing that it's a pleasant uh, return to God of War, which is making me happy. So. Yeah, and the other thing I played this week that. You guys were talking it up last weekend. I know Jordan was talking about it in the Discord and stuff. So I was like, all right, I'll bite. I downloaded Marvel Snap. Yeah, you did. Yeah, I did. So I downloaded it this morning, and I have basically been playing it all day today. (laughs) Uh, My phone is currently at 15%, Uh and that uh is heavily due to Marvel Snap. And you you see what I mean where it's like, I wouldn't say it's a good game. But I can't stop playing it. Like I, I want to say, I'm pulling it up now. I think I'm like level 17 or something like that mm-hmm, mm-hmm. in it. Um, my my deck I've built, I think, is pretty good. Like I I did lose one time, and I, we talked about it a little bit before. But it really, the only reason I lost is because I got like none of my like two or three drop shit. I had like my Hulk. And then, like, my, like, four or five drops. So, I was like, I wasn't doing anything to, like, turn four. I, I threw out my Quicksilver, and then it's like, cool. <laughs> I'm just sitting there twiddling my thumbs. And my other, the dude's just, like, slamming shit in all the other zones. And I'm like, I got nothing. I'm like, oh, cool. Like, I drew a rock. Awesome. <laughs> I, that's just what I wanted, man. Cool. You got uh, the Marvel Snap equivalent of being mana fucked. You know? Yeah, pretty like, much. Like, And it only really happened that one time. 
but in my deck, like I got Ant Man, I got Hawkeye, um, I have uh, Medusa is really good. I really yeah, like. She Medusa. is really good, actually. Uh, yeah. Mister Fantastic, I love like anything where it goes in the middle and like pump shit. Jessica Jones is like one of my favorites. I'm like, dude, she's such a sleeper. Throw her in the spot, like make sure it's somewhere where you're not going to do anything next turn, and then she doubles in like power or whatever. I'm like, dude, that's yeah. amazing. Um, Iron Man is always like good, like in game one to be like, oh, let's just solidify that I'm going to win this zone right here. <laughs> I'll tell you what, one of the games, which it's funny, this game, I didn't lose and I 100% thought I was. And it, it that's what makes me think what you were onto. Like, I don't know if these are real players or if yeah. they're just really shitty. Because let me tell you what, I played this game where one of the zones was that each player gets two so there was two different zones. There, the first zone was um, whatever card you put in this zone, you get duplicates of. Oh wow! And it was like awesome. Like that's pretty cool. And I had the uh, the uh, the Sentinel or whatever, which its abilities when you play it, you get a cop another copy in your hand. Mm-hmm. So it was like turn two, Sentinel's going there, and I'm gonna get four copies of Sentinel in my hand, and I'm just gonna flood the board with Sentinels. Like it's gonna be hilarious. <laughs> so. Turn one goes by, so I put my Quicksilver in the middle zone. I'm like, cool, what, whatever. I'm going to wait until turn two to put this in here. So then when the next zone opened up with whatever the ability was, the ability was, oh, each player, a random card is going to come out of your hand and go on the field. And it grabbed, I don't even remember what card of mine it grabbed. It was just like, oh, whatever. And it went into whatever zone. My opponent's hand, he had fucking Hulk. <laughs> and you know what zone they put Hulk in? The one that multiplies it. So all of a sudden, that zone had four Hulks, and he has like 32 like oh, fucking Jesus. shit going on over here. I'm like, well, I'm never getting that zone. I'm like, that zone's basically dead to me at this point. And so I somehow still won because then I'm like, well, now that he ke- – but I guess that's also kind of thing like, yeah, cool. That zone's taken over. He's not getting that. But now because that zone's completely filled – he can't get anything else. Like he exactly. can't play anything else there. So now he's limited to just these two zones. So I'm like, and I'm giving up on that zone. So I'm like, now I'm just flooding whatever I can into the other two zones to run those out. And I still ended up winning. Like, yeah, he got 32 on that one and took that over, but I just stacked all my other shit in the middle and end zone and ended up winning. But I was like, dude, like that was some utter bullshit. <laughs> but I do like the game. Like, a lot of the things I do like about the game is a, I like how not like monetary, like scummy mm-hmm. it is and stuff like it's really like, I like that you, it starts you off with the season pass, which is really cool. And then of course, like, because it's like a new game and stuff, you get the sign up bonus stuff like, Oh, thanks for joining us at launch. Like here's like a bunch of stuff or whatever for participating in the launch and stuff. So you get that stuff. And then, um, I really like that one of my favorite things, which part of the reason why I don't play a lot of mobile games is I don't like holding my phone sideways. Like, I don't like doing that. I don't yeah. usually even hold my phone with two hands. So I don't really like doing that. So the fact that you can play it holding the phone vertically, I love that. Like that makes it so easy to like just tap on stuff. And I like that you can just hold down. It's like playing arena one handed, like vertically, like it's really nice like that. And I do like the zones and the games go by really quick which I also really like the fact that you're not like, like queuing up and stuff that happens really quick. Like, you know, it's over in six turns. So that's really cool. 
but yeah i don't know how many actual people i've played or if they are like usually you can like judge by the name and stuff and there's been a couple times where i played against like electro and it had like the electro i'm like dude that's definitely an ai if i like no one's fucking doing that but i haven't played against like you know like charlie big tits like 14 or something like i haven't seen any names like that so i'm like dude i don't know if these are human people or like until i see like you know like like Roll, little X rolls, big, rolls blunts 420 yeah <laughs> like deputy underscore dan like 666 like shit like that like i haven't seen anything like that so i'm like dude i don't know if i'm just playing like kids or ais or like what because yeah some of these decisions where it's like oh i invested in these two lanes i'm like oh dude they're definitely like i'm like strate- strategically planning like okay to get like um uh, star lord to go off you have to play like in the same zone that someone else is going to play so i'm like all right we're dropping star lord in the middle zone because i feel like that's where they're going to go for to try to win and yet they're throwing shit in the far left zone that they already have control over like i'm not even playing for that mm-hmm. zone anymore and they're like, ah, take this. I'm throwing Iron Man in here to like triple. I'm like, why? Like you, you won. You won that zone. So that makes me. I'm like, dude, that's like an AI move or some shit right there. Like, why would you even? Cool. Yeah, you you got forty points. Unless you're just trying to get the achievement thing for like getting like over thirty or something there. Like, I I don't know why you just threw away like one of the best cards on a zone that you already had. So we're, we're fighting for these two. I don't know why you're over here <laughs> down on this one. But it is a fun game. Like I'll, I'll, I don't know how long I'll stick with it, but I, I'm definitely down to uh, continue. Just you playing a couple games, see see how it mm. goes. Fat, fast forward a year and a thousand dollars later, <laughs> Justin the Whale is telling us again about Marvel Snap. Dude, I'm not gonna lie. Like I was looking at the the welcome package thing with Captain America, and I was like, dude, it's only three bucks. <laughs> And then I was like, no, 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 no. Yep, I didn't do yep. it. I'm like, dude, I'm like, this is how they get you. This is how they get like, you. Exactly. I'm like, oh, dude, well, the welcome thing. I'm like, I don't really care about this shit, but dude, the Captain America card is kind of cool. Like, it pumps everything. But then mm. I was like, ah, but it's a three drop, and I don't really know what I would take out of my three drop spot to really put that. That is better than what I already have. Mm. But I do like the strategy around it, and the fact that your decks are only like twelve cards is like kind of nice. Like, it's kind of yeah. easy. I don't really know why, like, what I would build other decks, like, around. I really want Doom. Like, I want Doom card. I haven't seen it yet, but I'm like, man, I want, like, a Doctor <laughs> Doom or something. I know it exists. I see it in the little loading icon thing. Like, Doom is apparently in here, so I do want them. No snap, only Doom. <laughs> Yeah, I'm uh, just kind of I'm just kind of bummed that like it like when you see the the ad for it, it looks like a little chibi like style like like fighter or something. That's the game I wanted. I didn't want the card game. Hmm. I haven't played the card game in like I haven't played the game in a week. Like it's sitting there on my phone. I just haven't opened it. Gotcha, so, gotcha. I'm bummed. Well, I don't think we've got sirens this week, gentlemen. It's been kind of a been a week i haven't watched anything so uh maybe we'll table a spoiler talk for a later date um i guess i guess we've got a show huh huh i think so mm-hmm. another good. another one where we started with nothing to talk about and went for an hour and 40 minutes you know the normal. usual normal uh justin why don't you go on and take us for a landing here you know what guys <laughs> Thank you guys for listening to another episode of the That Pixel Life podcast. You know, 
we here at That Pixel Life hope you all have a very safe, very fun Halloween. You know, if you guys got any fun Halloween plans or costumes or parties in mind, let us know in the Discord. Tell us what you got going on. Send us some pics. You know, if you got any fun, you know, pictures of loved ones, family members, you in a fun, like, costume, you know, throw it on the Discord. And, uh, you know, while you're at it, why don't you head on over to Spotify? Give your boys a review. Let us know uh, how we're doing. And, uh, Zach, if uh, Robbie was here, what do you think Robbie would say? Robbie would say, hey, guys, go be great. Atlanta's number one, baby. Woo!